everyone, and welcome again to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch the great Muppet Caper two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And today we are joined by one of our most frequent guests, always a delight, to be joined by... Eric Adams of the AV Club. Always a delight to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. It's, We're all it's so great delighted. <laughs> Yeah. We share in the delight. Yes. There you go. It's like, I'm not doing it. I was going to say that it's like we're dream fasting delight, but <laughs> by, the, by the time this comes out, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance will be super old. <laughs> but that means everybody will have watched it. Yeah. So, uh, hey, if you haven't seen Dark Crystal Age of Resistance yet, go watch it. It comes out tomorrow as we're recording and it's great. <laughs> or watch it again. You're, yeah. you're, you're currently listening to it in the age of the Age of Resistance. Uh, this, show, this show has, of course, uh, completely capitalized on the pop culture landscape uh, and uh, converted millions of people into uh, what we now refer to as Christie's. So hello <laughs> to all you Christie's out there. Oh, man, I hope so. <laughs> uh, so w- what we are actually talking about today is... Minutes 53 and 54 of The Great Muppet Caper. And in these minutes, we spend some quality time with Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo in the bathroom at the Happiness Hotel, uh, where they are developing pictures. But first, we see Piggy sadly walk away for about seven seconds. So, uh, do either of you have any pressing thoughts about Piggy sadly walking away? Well, I do. All right, Ryan. Um, all right, Ryan, go ahead. Okay, so first of all, this is a cool-looking shot. It's very moody and evocative. But it is distracting, of course, uh, that this is very obviously a human wearing a Miss Piggy costume. Right, right. That's that's the thing that, like, that's maybe my least favorite thing about this movie. We're going to see it a lot more later, of course. I think I think the listeners probably know that. Yeah. Is there are so many parts where Miss Piggy is clearly a human being just, like, <laughs> right. wearing, a, wearing a Halloween costume. I can think of two more major sequences where that will happen, yeah. Right. So so this is like a preview. This is this is a taste. Yeah. And I guess I don't know how else they would have done a shot like this where you see her whole body walking away from the camera. Um if they did it now, maybe they would just like do have puppeteers and green screen them out, but I don't know. Uh but yeah, it's just a little distracting. But they do, you know, they manage to work with it in scale at least, you know, that it is an overhead shot uh you see a lot of the street. So even though it is weird and the proportions of Piggy are off, uh, it, it, it almost works. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a cat I, runs across the screen. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty exciting. Well, the cat is interesting because I was thinking this is probably on a soundstage or what? I don't know. What do you think? Is this on a location? Yeah. I think it's probably on a soundstage. Did they, did they shoot this one at Elstree? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I I would guess that it's there. And so, so they probably had to arrange to get a cat to come in. So they had a cat trainer to just uh, uh, cue the cat to run across at the right yeah, time to, in just the right spot. Just to add some visual interest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Once again, yeah. establishing scale. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. On the topic of scale, I was going to say that I think Piggy looks much like we all know she's going to ride a motorcycle later where she looks <laughs> and, and she looks like she's, you know, five foot four or something. <laughs> Like here, she basically looks like Piggy, I think. So yeah, um, with the lighting in the background where the cat runs by, it almost looks like it could be 
rear projection. I don't know if they would do something that elaborate just to have a cat run by, but there's something... The lighting at the very rear of the shot looks different than the lighting everywhere else to me. Hmm. But maybe I'm overthinking it. It's possible. (laughs) This is very, like, this tableau and then uh, the tableau that we'll discuss in the next episode. uh, Very, very Mad Men-esque compositions here of the backs of people's heads. Or the backs of Muppets' heads, rather. Mm, Yeah. Mad Men got it from Great Muppet Caper. (laughs) You should write Matthew Weiner a letter and ask him. (laughs) Who do you think his favorite Muppet is? I bet he's a big Sam the Eagle fan. You know what's weird? I was just thinking that. So it must be true. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say Don Music, because Don Draper is named after Don Music. Anyways. (laughs) Um, What was the name of the uh, the Mad Men? Did he have a name? The the Mad Men parody character on Sesame Street? Oh, his I name, feel like he probably did. Yeah, well, his name is his name is just Mr. Draper. Oh, okay, that's boring. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Frank Oz. It's Miss Piggy, though. So well, that full part circle. Is exciting, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't sound much like Miss Piggy, but <laughs> speaking of her, and anything else before we move on? So about her with the with the full body Piggy costume. Like, did they ever get any more use out of that? Was that like a was that a Wait, no. Do they use it in the roller skating? For, yeah, I was going uh, yeah, to say, de- de- definitely the roller skating in Muppet State Manhattan. I can't think of any instances after that, but I'm sure uh, people will let us know uh, if we're forgetting anything. Yeah, I don't I don't think in any of the movies later, like post-Jim Henson movies. No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Although I do like the idea of a person in a piggy costume running around in like the like tribal queen yeah. <laughs> Treasure Island yeah. outfit, and- but it's it didn't. It didn't happen. You know, that's something that would be interesting to see in one of these uh, Henson Museum exhibits. Yeah, let's see the full body piggy costume. Yeah, let's see it. Yeah. All right. What are they waiting for? <laughs> what do you have to hide, <laughs> Henson Archives? <laughs> the public demands a full body piggy costume. Okay. Um, so after this, we cut uh, to Kermit, Fozzie, and Gonzo in the bathroom at the Happiness Hotel, where they are developing photos, using it as a darkroom. And it's it's just all character stuff. It's just a nice long scene of these three friends bouncing off each other. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. <laughs> it's There's a lot of business in this scene, both uh, yes. verbally and physically. Uh, like Gonzo, Gonzo developing the film. Like I love, I love that they took, took the time, you know, to stop the camera and attach that negative to his hands and put his hands in real liquid. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have him, I love how he like moves the photos back and forth with his little hands. Yeah. It's very convincing. And also like, we've talked a lot on this podcast about how Gonzo is a bad photographer, <laughs> but here we have Fozzie admiring his skill, right? Pop the, yeah. pop the flash just before the soup landed on his tie. Yeah, exactly. And also just just watching Gonzo, the way he goes about this, you can tell he really knows what he's doing. So maybe his calling is mostly in developing photos rather than taking photos. I think his his actual methods, you know, that's just I, I think that's Gonzo operating on a different wavelength than we understand as a traditionally good photography. Yes, it's not what yeah, well, most it, photographers I- do. I mean, it does seem like candids really are his skill, right? Like, that's all he's been taking. That's true. 
is candid photography. And here, like, you know, like he tells Fozzie that photography is an art. You got to have the right film, the right exposure, and you got to scream just before they get the food to their mouth. (laughs) So like, which like, that's one of those things where I think it's much funnier to imagine Gonzo doing that at the Dubani club. (laughs) Like when he says it, than it would have been to see him actually do it. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Although we did see him when he approached uh, Jim Henson's table, he took the picture as Jim Henson was, was moving the fork up to his mouth before giving him any warning. He didn't say, okay, smile for a picture. He just took the picture. That's true. <laughs> and he didn't, it is, it is a shame that Gonzo didn't scream at Jim Henson. <laughs> yeah. That would have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, back, back in the bathroom, we find out that it's the bathroom because pops wants them to open the door. Uh, because folks, folks need to use the bathroom, is what Pops said. Like that's what I love. Is there's this, there's this, as we'll see at the end of this clip, there's this massive line of people waiting to use. I guess the only it, bathroom in the yeah, hotel. Yeah, it must be the only bathroom in the whole hotel. The Happiness Hotel seems like the type of place that would only have one communal bathroom. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's like they don't even put it in the song. Like that's how <laughs> that's how off-putting the bathroom is. Like the entire song is about how terrible the hotel is. <laughs> And they don't even mention the one bathroom. I mean, if I was if I was Pops and I was putting together a brochure for the hotel, I certainly would not mention the one bathroom. No. But, and of course, he also, uh, Kermit says they're trying to catch a jewel thief. And what I love is that Fozzie helpfully adds, jewel thief! <laughs> <laughs> it, like, he just repeats Kermit. That's, yeah. that's his entire, his entire yeah. um, contribution. Oh, thanks, Fozzie. That explains it. Right. And then, of course, Pop says, catch him in another room. People are dancing up and down on one leg out here. Yeah. Which is a very funny visual. Now, do you know about the uh, the Russian doll reference? I heard that it happened, but I, I haven't watched that show. So I don't, I don't know exactly yeah. what the context so the, was. So the Netflix series Russian Doll, there is a scene, I think, in the first episode where Natasha Leone's character is in a bathroom uh, at a party and other people are waiting to get into the bathroom. And you hear her friend say, people are hopping up and down on one leg out here. And uh, our friend and fellow uh, Muppet fan and frequent previous podcast guest, Joe Hennis. And Eric's oh. enemy. <laughs> and Don't Eric's, you say that name in my presence? And Eric's arch nemesis. Uh, he <laughs> tweeted at uh, Leslie Headland, the co-creator of Russian Doll who confirmed that that was an intentional reference to the great Muppet caper. So that's cool. Ah, I watched, I I've watched that show. I watched it multiple times in order to write about it. And that totally flew over my head. People dancing and or hopping up and down on one leg. But I think that may be one of those things where like, because I saw the great Muppet caper at such a young age, I just have assumed for the rest of my life that jumping up and down on one leg is like an international sign of needing to <laughs> yes. use the bathroom. Of course. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's a, an exceptionally famous line from this movie. <laughs> True. Uh, no, it's memorable to us, but yeah, there are probably actual jokes that are, that would stick with people more than that would. And that is now the, the second uh, Netflix original comedy that I can think of uh, making an explicit reference to the first three Muppet movies, uh, as there oh. is a very good gag about uh, Muppets Take Manhattan in the second season of Glow. Yeah, that's so great. My f- my favorite thing about that joke 
is that Bash says he's seen it a bunch of times, <laughs> which in 1985 means he went to the theater a bunch of times to see the Mother Sick Manhattan. I haven't, I, I have not, I've heard of that or heard about that reference. I have not watched Glow yet. Ryan, you've got to watch I Glow. I know, it's on my list, okay? <laughs> As it's, I think, like, not not only just because of that joke, but like, it's a very Muppet Show kind of production. It's very backstage and you get to see also some of what they're actually putting on screen uh it's there are parallels yeah everything i've heard just being great on its own everything i've heard makes me think i should watch it and i would like it so i will get to it but what was the the joke though the reference oh it's just Um, uh so the uh the chris lowell character and the betty gilpin character are trying to like sell uh the gorgeous ladies of wrestling to or like at a cable convention and they're not having any luck and at one point the the chris lowell character says like have you seen muppets take manhattan uh they 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 go to sardis and they just pretend like they're big shot producers let's just pretend (laughs) like we're big shot producers right and then they do it they actually like start a whispering campaign yeah nice it's great that's pretty good and also betty gilpin is kind of styled like miss piggy (laughs) By the way, like we have now apparently, like we're not getting money from Netflix. <laughs> no, and we have like explicitly plugged three of their shows in this episode. Oh so. yeah, oh, well, I actually, gotta give Hulu equal time now. <laughs> I, I do have in my notes another uh, thing that has to do with a Netflix series. <laughs> that is wild. Well, everyone, go watch Catastrophe on Amazon Prime. <laughs> you want to watch Fleabag? Oh. Go watch uh, Veronica Mars on Hulu and yeah. Harlots. Oh, yeah. Watch Veronica the- Mars is back. Go watch the <laughs> scene in Veronica Mars where she and Logan watch Harlots. Which happens. <laughs> and then subscribe to Disney Plus so you can watch Muppets Now. Muppets Now, yes. Yeah. Muppets Now. We'll be talking about that someday. I'm sure we will. I hope I hope in a positive way. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so what happens in this Muppet one? from the old days when everyone when when the original cast were all together what was happening muppets then what's muppets then gonzo gonzo says that he still thinks that pig took the necklace and so what i love about this whole scene where you know kermit says that she wouldn't do it gonzo says that she lies kermit says that that's two different things this whole scene feels like a sitcom from the time like it feels very much like we're watching taxi or cheers or something Huh. And they're just like they're just like hanging out, talking, having a conversation with some jokes in it, but like just just being people, you know? Yeah. And that makes sense because this one this one's written by Bob Newhart writers, right? Yeah, yeah, Tom Patchett and Jay Tarsus, yeah. Mm. And who did Buffalo Bill right after that, which is ah, yeah. like also a very like hanging out at work kind of show. <laughs> and about a newspaper. Yeah, it's about a TV station. Oh, TV station. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize to all the Dabney (laughs) Coleman heads out there. (laughs) You can come back. You can make your penance next season when you come back to talk about Dabney Coleman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, do you, do you agree or disagree? Like, am I, am I off base with that observation? I had not thought about it that way, but I, I like that uh, read of the scene because yeah, it's just these three characters interacting and yeah, in that kind of way. I mean, it, Hearing Kermit defending his new girlfriend and Gonzo express suspicions and stuff, like, that's not the kind of thing that you get in the average Muppet scene. 
but it's also full of jokes, like you say. So yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that's an accurate comparison. All right. Also, also, do you guys agree with Kermit's like? Is our lying and stealing sufficiently different? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, now we've turned into a philosophy podcast. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I've lied in my life uh, considerably more often than I have stolen. I don't think I've ever really stolen anything. Yeah. So I would, uh, yes, I'm on Kermit's side with that one. Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, and then, of course, after this, they start talking about, uh, Fozzie says, he brings up the old adage, you can't dance and steal at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I have actually, a handful of times I have quoted that line in real life. And when somebody's talking about, no, of course, like, like uh, we're trying to make plans, and like, oh wait a minute, I can't go to work and stay home to let the super in at the same time. It's just like they say, you can't dance and steal at the same time. Like, but yeah, usually nobody understands what that means. <laughs> you got to slip it into the script for your Netflix original comedy. Yeah, yeah you got to do it, and then. um and then Gonzo says that you can't walk and chew gum at the same time, which like what you, you, you said earlier, Eric, about, um, about hopping up on, on one leg. Like, I think when I was a kid, I thought that that was a real saying, like, I, I like thought that that was a thing people worried about. Oh, isn't, I thought that was, was something where somebody, people would say like, oh, he's so dumb. He can't even walk and chew gum at the same time. Oh, is it? Okay. Maybe. maybe. maybe yeah, we'll maybe. see. No, maybe I'm just, uh, yeah, maybe I just assumed the same thing. I'm going to second Ryan on this one. I okay. think I have heard that used okay. in sort of like a dumb blonde kind of context. Right. Yeah. It's, like, sure, it's sure. like an old, outdated joke book kind of joke. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, next, of course, Fozzie brings up the famous, you can't pat your head and rub your stomach at the same time, which is, <laughs> yes. a, which is a thing people talk about. Yeah. Um, but then Gonzo says, I bet I can do it. Fozzie says, big deal. Anyone can do it and does it. Fozzie does it, right? Yeah. You may have just heard me hit my headphones because I'm doing it. Right? Well, yes, I think we're all doing <laughs> but, it right now. I but, certainly am. But what's hilarious about that is that Fozzie says anybody can do it. Gonzo can't do it. Gonzo normally <laughs> cannot do it. Correct. Gonzo has the has the little tiny rod hands. Like, and and he's uh yeah he only usually has one puppeteer. Yeah. So you have also Fozzie's at an advantage because he is not having to split his mind between those two things. <laughs> those are two hands operating separately. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that is absolutely true. Uh, so Fozzie's not that impressive. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah. I, for this one occasion, at least, Gonzo obviously had two puppeteers, so he can do it too. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just love how that exchange builds. That's just like. It's such it's such rat-a-tat dialogue. Yeah, it's so great. But like but like that's kind of what I mean by like the sitcom thing is I can imagine Norman Cliff having that exact <laughs> same conversation. You know? Sure. And it would be great there too. Like if they if John Rassenberger and George Went want to come over to my house and do that right now, they're welcome <laughs> to. All right. Yeah. And then Kermit with the will you guys cut that out? <laughs> yeah, see, and then that could be Sam. It 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 makes total sense. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, but yeah, so as that conversation is going on too, we also hear the crowd outside get more restless. And then there's that great shot of the door shaking mm. as, as the animal yells, bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to just imagine the, the Muppet performers sitting in a studio recording the, the random lines for the sequence, just yelling about the bathroom. Right. It's great. And then Gonzo develops the photo. 
and they can almost see it. Kermit says, uh, you know, he says, oh, it's that guy sitting next to Lady Holiday and those girls who were in the back. And then Gonzo, who apparently is reading more into this photo than is there, says it's probably the same gang that pulled that first job. <laughs> Which he, Okay, so either he had that hunch already, right? Like, how does this picture bring him to that conclusion? Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, the same people who stole from Lady Holiday one time would steal from Lady Holiday another time. I don't know. Yeah, right. But why does he need to develop a photo to right. think that? Right. That's a very good um, point. I mean, Gonzo did play Sherlock Holmes in a very bad comic book one time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe he's using those Sherlock Holmes skills here 30 years earlier in a good thing. <laughs> yes. But anyways, they don't get the proof because... Uh, the Muppets all break in, and the picture doesn't develop. Right. After Kermit says, uh, we caught him with their hands in the cookie jar, the door breaks open, the light exposes the photo, it's ruined, and Fozzie says, the cookie jar just busted. <laughs> Which, bringing it back to Cheers, that reminds, like, that that shot composition of all of the uh, Hol- Happiness Hotel residents leaning into that doorway reminds me of the episode where all of the Cheers patrons are like pressed up against the door waiting to hear if Sam and Diane are like arguing or kissing. And it also has yeah. like, just like that, a similar great reveal where it's a door opens and everyone in the entire cast is just like pressed up against it. It's such a, it's such a funny image. It's so yeah. like cartoonish and, and three stooges and just oh, yeah. like just classic comedy. Including a couple of chickens. So at the <laughs> happiness hotel chickens use the restroom too. <laughs> uh, the scene the scene really makes you confront the anatomical functions of the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, they all use the same one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and then yeah, I just everybody comes in. My favorite my my favorite like I don't know, I don't I can't pick out all the dialogue, but I love Floyd saying, "What's going on in here?" <laughs> yeah. Like, just the idea that Floyd has just been like, what are those guys? Like, why are those guys in the bathroom together for so long? You know? He demands answers. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd wants to know, man. He wants to know. And there's no funny uh, smells coming from the bathroom. So Floyd, you know, knows like, well, they're not getting high in there. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and then, of course, the, the other thing about that scene is the Muppets all break in. The light exposes the, the photo. It doesn't develop. None of that would happen now. (laughs) Yeah. Like Gonzo would just have a picture on his camera that they could look at. You know, it would be like, oh, no, the the phone broke or the memory card (laughs) fell out. (laughs) Yeah, right. Or I dropped it. I dropped it in the water. Yeah, maybe. Although they wouldn't read developing photos in the bathroom. (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, imagine, uh, Anthony, have you shown your kids this movie yet and do they have any sort of grasp uh, on analog film development you you know my daughter has seen it she's four and a half and she didn't say anything i think she just kind of thought it was funny that gonzo was like playing in the water (laughs) you know (laughs) um but yeah no she she didn't say anything about it i she thought animal yelling bathroom was funny i remember that you know she's four so it's just kind of whatever it's just like if it's silly she remembers it if it's not roll with it doesn't care yeah yeah i don't know if i even fully grasped what was happening here when i saw this movie as a very young 
child. Yeah. I, I understood what film was, I guess, that when you take a picture, you have to get the film developed before you can have pictures. But yeah. Um, but th- this was something that uh, by this time will be completely uh, old and outdated. But did you guys see this question that was posted on a an internet uh, movie Q&A forum that, that made the rounds on Twitter about uh, a darkroom scene from Stranger Things? Yeah, and it was like, I, yeah, it was something about like, what are they doing in there? Like, why yeah. is that? <laughs> so somebody oh. posted this question in Stranger Things. We frequently see Jonathan go inside this room to refine his photos or something. <laughs> I don't quite understand what happens here. He puts the photo in water, and somehow this makes it more clear. Is this an old film technique? And if so, what is it called? Yeah, that's wild. So, yeah, that's that's today's young people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. there, there's no reason why they would really need to know what a dark yeah, room is. Right. right. Well, it's one of those things. Okay, can, can I say a, like a tangent off that tangent? Please. There was a book a few years ago called "The Dumbest Generation" <laughs> by by Mark Bowerlin. I just had to look up the author, um, and it was about how like young people are super dumb, basically. Um, the Dumbest Generation, How the Digital Age Stupefies Young Americans and Jeopardizes Our Future. I'm going to guess Mark, Mark Bowerlin is at least 60. <laughs> uh, let's, he's, yeah, he was, yeah, he's 60. He was 49 in 2008 when he wrote the book. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but I didn't read the book, but my uncle did. And he was telling me one of the things in it is that like, he, go, he has a whole thing in the book about how like, kids don't know how to use uh, um, ice cube tray. Like they don't know how to get ice out of an ice cube tray. Yeah. This is like one of his examples of why kids are dumb. You know who else didn't know how to get ice out of an ice cube tray? Mark Bowerlin's great grandfather. <laughs> right. George Washington like, didn't know how to get ice like, out of an ice cube tray. Yeah, it's it's not like that's a it's not like that's a you know ingrained thing going back centuries. And now yeah. these kids who have automatic ice machines. Like didn't it never learned this age old skill or something? I don't know. Right. No, I think no. about that sometimes too with stuff like, oh, it's too bad there's no record stores anymore because kids now will never know about going to a record store and buying music. But like, yeah, kids a hundred years ago didn't know anything about that either. So right, it's just right. It's just what happens. Yeah. So, anyways, there's, so there's no reason for kids today to know about developing photos in a dark room unless they want to be a professional photographer. Like and Gonzo. even then, that's like a specialized skill. Right. An old-timey uh, professional photographer. Right. Uh, so before we move on, any any other thoughts about this long Kermit Fuzzy Gonzo scene? Eric, I'll start with you. I just love the texture of this set. You know, all, all of the Happiness Hotel sets are so, so strewn with junk and, uh, and, and, and props. And I just, I, I don't know, it I just love the way that it looks in the dark room light. And there's all those mm. towels. You get to see some of the photos that Gonzo has already developed and they are a perfect uh, demonstration of his unorthodox photography techniques. There's one picture of someone like holding their hand in front of their face. Yeah. Uh, and then another of like someone who looks like they were caught uh, just as they were about to put something in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, so then we see Kermit sitting on a bench but we're going to see a lot more of Kermit sitting on a bench uh, next week. <laughs> so I think we will just save that. We will uh, be back next week, of course, with another episode of Moving Right Along. Eric, you'll be back with us next week. I will. Wonderful. Yay. And uh, 
listeners, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, and anywhere else you can find it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist. You can follow Ryan at me, Ryan Rowe. And Eric, where can our listeners find you online? Uh, they can find me on Twitter. I'm at Eric M. Adams. Uh, and you can read my writing on avclub.com, uh, where I, you know, this is far in the past now, but I've got several articles about uh, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, uh, just waiting for your reading enjoyment. Yeah, actually, the day that we're recording this, my review on Tough Pigs and Eric's much higher profile <laughs> review on the AV Club and longer and better and more in-depth, uh, those both came out today, the day that we're recording this. So Both of them are excellent. Oh, thanks, Ryan. And yours, get, yours came out first, Anthony. So, you know, <laughs> that, you, that uh, is true. You, that didn't, is true. you didn't labor over it the way that I did. And you can tell when you read it. All right. So, <laughs> listeners, if you're if you're so inclined, uh, give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you use, and tell all your friends to listen to the show. And join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Goodbye. Bathroom. Bathroom. Bathroom.